We'll hear more from our panelists later in the program, but now America Abroad's Joseph Browdy. He examined just how American policy toward Iran arrived where it is today. The United States and the Islamic Republic of Iran have been at loggerheads since 1979 when Iranian revolutionaries held 59 Americans hostage for 444 days. Since that time, American presidents have been aware that Iran is pursuing a program to develop nuclear power and probably nuclear weapons. After September 11, 2001, Iran's nuclear aspirations took on added urgency for the administration of President George W. Bush. States like these and their terrorist allies constitute an axis of evil, arming to threaten the peace of the world by seeking weapons of mass destruction. These regimes pose a grave and growing danger. European leaders, meanwhile, had similar concerns about Iran, but they were also deeply engaged with Iran commercially and reluctant to press Iran too hard. In August 2002, however, attitudes changed sharply with the discovery that Iran was building two underground facilities for use in a possible nuclear weapons program in the outskirts of Natanz and Arak. Juan Zarati was a deputy assistant to the president and deputy national security adviser for combating terrorism during the George W. Bush administration. I think the 2002 revelation at Natanz, as well as the later revelation of the Combe secret facility under the Obama administration, were really key lodestars for the international community and leading to a conclusion that the Iranians. were likely marching toward a nuclear weapons capability. But the West was granted a reprieve in 2003, shortly after American forces entered Iraq, when the Iranian government temporarily halted its nuclear weapons program. The Bush administration had other concerns with respect to Iran at the time. I can say with certainty that the Quds Force, a part of the Iranian government, has provided these uh, sophisticated IEDs that have harmed our troops. You know, we saw uh, Iran as a pernicious force in Iraq. Nicholas Burns served as an undersecretary of state during the George W. Bush administration. We know that the Iranians supported some of the Shia militant groups who attacked our soldiers. We know that Iran had a very unhelpful influence in our goal, which was to unite the Shia and Sunni and Kurd communities to work together. The Bush administration moved to aggressively combat Iranian financing for terrorism and the nuclear program by pressuring the international community to join it in isolating Iran. Juan Zarati oversaw much of this global effort. What we did was to establish a very aggressive use of targeted financial sanctions that put the entire world on notice that financial facilitators of terrorism uh, would be liable to U.S. sanctions and exclusion from the U.S. market. But many of Iran's key trading partners did not join the U.S. in the clampdown, and the United Nations Security Council's first set of sanctions against Iran in 2006 did not have serious consequences. And so those sanctions were important as symbolic efforts expressing the will of the United Nations that Iran should not become a nuclear power, but they did not have sanctions with teeth. We have worked uh, with uh, particularly the Russians, the Chinese, and the three European countries to try to forge a coalition of states that will carry the international banner against uh, allowing Iran to, to have a nuclear weapon. In 2005, Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice created the first Iran desk at the State Department, Nicholas Burns. 
I was given the Iran portfolio and the challenge of working on Iran from Secretary Rice. So the big effort was to join the Europeans in thinking through uh, how we would negotiate, hopefully peacefully, uh, with the Iranians on the nuclear issue. The U.S. facilitated the passage of a string of tougher U.N. Security Council resolutions between 2007 and 2008. Preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. So help you, God. So help me, God. Congratulations, Mr. President. The new administration of President Barack Obama began in January 2009. As a U.S. senator and a presidential candidate, he had spoken out about the threat an Iranian nuclear program posed to the Nuclear Non-Proliferation Treaty. Dennis Ross became the leading point man on Iran. An important priority for him was to be strengthening the non-proliferation regime, reducing nuclear arsenals. The last thing that would contribute to those kinds of objectives was Iran becoming a nuclear weapon state. On the occasion of the Iranian New Year, Nowruz, the president sent a public message to Iran's leadership. I would like to speak directly to the people and leaders of the Islamic Republic of Iran. Nowruz is just one part of your great and celebrated culture. Over many centuries, your art, your music, literature, and innovation have made the world a better and more beautiful place. We know that you are a great civilization, and your accomplishments have earned the respect of the United States and the world. The no-ruse message that was sent by the president was not only one that was unmistakably characterized as outreach, but it also specifically referred to the Islamic Republic, which was a conscious decision to make it clear, look, we're about changing the regime's behavior that's unacceptable, we're not about changing the regime. But only a few months later, the Iranian population made their voices heard in an unprecedented way. Very good evening. Our top story live at five. Tensions in Tehran. More than 100,000 opposition supporters have taken to the streets of the Iranian capital as anger grows over the country's election result. They were warned not to rally, but still defied the president, gathering to see the man he defeated. Dennis Ross felt that the president's response was well calibrated. We were getting mixed messages from the Green Movement. You know, the, the mixed messages... I think led to a somewhat more cautious approach in terms of what our posture should be. Though the Iranian government managed to suppress its domestic opponents, it faced heightened international pressure a few months later after the leaders of France, the UK, and the US revealed that Iran had been building another secret uranium enrichment facility near the holy city of Qom. The revelation made it easier for the US and Europe to come together on imposing tighter sanctions on Iran. German Chancellor Angela Merkel, speaking before Congress in 2009. A nuclear bomb in the hands of an Iranian president who denies the Holocaust, threatens Israel, and denies Israel the right to exist is not acceptable. Israel, for its part, added to the pressure. In May 2011, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu spoke to a joint meeting of Congress. If history has taught the Jewish people anything, it is that we must take calls for our destruction seriously. We are a nation that rose from the ashes of the Holocaust. When we say never again, we mean never again. What will happen with the Iranian nuclear program is at best hard to predict. Juan Zarati. There are elements of the Iranian regime, and in particular those tied to the Supreme Leader and the Old Guard, who have in their mind a long-standing conflict with the United States. In many ways, the key leadership and the core old leadership of Iran 
thrives and demands conflict. Nicholas Burns. I believe that sanctions are an important vehicle, perhaps to convince the Iranian government that it is much more in their interest to negotiate and hopefully to find a way towards peace than it is to see Iran become significantly isolated from the rest of the world. Combined with diplomacy, this is a necessary step before we can consider the use of military force. Dennis Ross. This is one of these profoundly difficult problems. The gaps between us are real. I still feel that if the idea is they'll look for a way out, one of the lessons of diplomacy writ large is that when those who you're dealing with look for a way out, always a good idea to ensure that you give them a pathway. For America Abroad, I'm Joseph Browdy. What steps do you think the next administration should take regarding Iran? Let us know what you think. Send us a tweet at America underscore abroad.